Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers, to our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. With Mother's Day approaching, it's time to celebrate our moms, or maybe we do that year-round. But for some mothers, the steps and the process into motherhood aren't always easy ones. So today we'll be talking about a new mother-baby intensive outpatient program right here in our region. My guest is Amanda Monticello, a behavioral health clinician with AHN uh, Behavioral Health, and you specialize in perinatal and postpartum mood and anxiety order disorders. Maybe we just say postpartum depression kind of is the umbrella there. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, did you do, are you doing other kinds of behavioral counseling, but this is just the newest initiative? Sure. Um, for myself, we, we have you know, history of other models and therapy that we've done. And this is something that has come newer to our region that I was able to take a part of. Um, so this came to our region in December of 2021. Um, so we just, got, they had me and another clinician and we got on board and started creating the program. So I've seen some commercials that run um, out of Pittsburgh, I think, where maybe this started. Uh, they're really touching. I mean, it's about a, a, a man who lost his wife and really wanted to make a difference. So was that really the seed idea behind this? Yeah, it really was. Um, and he was a great um, foundation of the program in Pittsburgh. And they saw so much need in Pittsburgh and success with the program that they decided to replicate it up in Erie. Obviously, that's an extreme case. But how often does postpartum depression and anxiety occur in, in new moms? Is this a fairly common problem? It is. Um, so about 80% of new moms will experience what we would call like the typical baby blues, the sadness, the, the fatigue, the kind of crying spells. But about one in seven moms are going to experience more uh, severe symptomology that can bring them into our program. And that can be the, you know, postpartum depression, anxiety, um, we're, you know, bipolar, we see OCD look very different in the postpartum period for moms. Um, and then actually, we're seeing about one in two women out of about a thousand will have postpartum psychosis, which is very severe. Um, and we're also seeing one in 10 dads, roughly, with postpartum depression. So wow. it's, a, it's quite, a, quite an issue. So uh, culturally, is there more of an understanding about problems like this? Because I think, you know, maybe back in the day, your mom's, your mom as a new mother might say, oh, get over it. You know, everybody goes through this. So. Uh, do you think people understand that this can really be serious now? I think we're getting there. I think there needs to be a lot more education for the community, um, for those that are working with family in any sense. Um, I think there needs to be more education of the severity and the prevalence of this. So let's, uh, before we talk about your new approach, if moms do have depression and anxiety disorders, what the impact of that might be, because it's not just on the mom or maybe her family, but really has an impact on the baby too. So let's take a look at a couple of bullet points here. This can negatively impact a mother's ability to connect with her baby, um, can affect infant development, and this doesn't just happen in, in the weeks right after. Right. Uh, this can go on for a while. So talk about these things. Yes, absolutely. So you did make a great point. This is not just something that pops up in um, the first couple of weeks. We actually can see these postpartum symptoms um, develop and increase up to a year after delivery and sometimes beyond that we're finding. Um, so it absolutely has um, negative impacts on the, the attachment system and styles between mom and baby, which then will negatively impact the baby's social, emotional, and physical development. Um, you know, which then will further impact mom's mental health 
because of the possible shame and guilt that comes with that. Um, it just can be, can cause a lot of issues in the family system. So uh, this is a little bit of a dog leg, but um, you know, we are seeing so many issues with youth in our community, issues with uh, violent or antisocial behavior. Yeah. Some of these things that we said popped up after COVID or maybe got worse then. Yes. Do problems like this, they go all the way back to the beginning here if moms and babies aren't bonding or there's not a good foundation at the start? They absolutely can. Um, that is, you know, the first up to three years is really the foundation of how we develop um, a child in terms of how they relate to others in the world around them. So if mom is coming in to that relationship with some type of postpartum struggles and then are not addressed, it can impact, impact the child's um, perception of the world around them and how they relate, which then can turn into, you know, the, the behaviors you're seeing, the violence, the antisocial, things like that. So can you predict who is likely to develop these, these issues? Can it happen to any mom? It can. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's risk factors that we look at um, prior to pregnancy and even during pregnancy. So that would be, you know, um, the mom having a mental health history prior to conception, um, having lack of supports during pregnancy and after. That's a big one. Um, you know, if there is, maybe mom wasn't necessarily struggling with any mental health, but there's a family history of it. Um, any new stressors in life can add to the postpartum period. And we look at being a new mom, that's stressful as it is, you know. So when you ask, can any mom develop this? Yes, because it is a major life transition. It's a major role transition for the woman. Um, and, it, you know, marital problems can also, can also lead to the postpartum symptomology. So marital problems could be a factor and maybe even if the spouse doesn't want the new baby, some of those kinds of factors Absolutely, as well. absolutely. Well, we've kind of laid out the scope of the problem, but when we come back, we will talk about what the symptoms of postpartum depression may be and when they are severe enough to qualify for this new intensive program. We hope you'll stay with us. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome back to The Insider. We're talking about a mother-baby intensive program for moms dealing with postpartum depression or anxiety. My guest again is Amanda Monticello, a behavioral health clinician with AHN Behavioral Health, and you do specialize in perinatal and postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. So with that big long title, what, <laughs> what are the symptoms that a new mother might be showing, and does it have to be a first-time mom who's going through this or not necessarily? Not necessarily. This could be a fifth-time mom. Um, and sometimes we do have moms that have done really well during their first couple pregnancies, postpartums, and then something is just different about, you know, this pregnancy, whether it's the hormones or it's the life situation. So any number of babies, it doesn't matter. Anything so what, what might she notice? Are these things that she will notice that others will notice? A little bit of both? I would say a little bit of both. Um, you know, things that we look for um, are things like, uh, you know, depression, anxiety. So lack of motivation, lack of energy, um, constant fatigue. A common symptom we have with mamas is guilt, um, you know, that maybe they don't really need to own, but it's very real to them. Um, struggling to concentrate, excessive worrying, and often the worries are around harm coming to baby. Um, you know, so depending on how bad those worries can get, it can turn into panic attacks, which is very disruptful in people's functioning throughout the day. 
Um, so sometimes the moms will notice I'm not just feel, I'm feeling not right. I'm more irritable is often a symptom. Um, I just can't focus or their partners or family members will see a shift in behavior. So uh, everybody has their own experience. I know I had an easier first baby, second baby a little colicky, so there was a lot of exhaustion and, yes. you know, almost feeling frustrated, like, why won't you go to sleep? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So what is normal? How does a mom know what's normal with a newborn and when her struggles are enough to qualify for this program that you're, you're talking about? Sure. You know, I think it's helpful for uh, moms to be educated on what baby blues look like. You know, so that only lasts for a couple of weeks where you're just crying, you're tired, um, you know, concentration is tough because you're sleep deprived really with a new baby. If it lasts beyond the two to three week period, if we're seeing that these, these symptoms are not resolving, come see us. You know, we'll help work you through it because um, that's kind of an indication that it's a little bit more than the baby blues. If, um, you know, if the anxiety is really high and just something that you're struggling to manage, uh, we can work through it too. So really, um, we are open to any mom, whether they feel they're struggling postpartum or not because the support's needed. So might her initial conversation be with her OBGYN on a follow-up or, or with her pediatrician when baby gets a, an initial weight or well visit? Yes. So our um, physicians are doing an excellent job with screening during pregnancy. So we're screening for depression, anxiety, and other mood disorders that can have an onset in pregnancy. So that is often the first conversation. And then, um, you know, when they follow up with their OB at their, you know, their after delivery check, that's another time we screen and another, you know, option for, or another opportunity for follow-up conversations. And again, when the pediatrician sees baby, pediatricians are also screening moms to give them um, kind of some insight into what's going on and having that conversation of, you know, these are some concerns, this is where this could lead, and let's get you where you need to go. So the guilt that you mentioned, is that that maybe the mom doesn't feel as happy as she thinks she should feel and she is blaming herself? And what about if you have other small or even adolescent children that are presenting challenges in the home too. Right, you know, yeah, the guilt can be really anything across the board, but a lot of it is I'm, I'm not enjoying this as much as I thought I would. Um, I, I maybe I'm not spending enough time with my other children or my spouse, or I'm, um, the guilt can also come from, you know, I'm, I'm asking a lot more of people than I might have in the past, so I feel like a burden. So it really kind of just varies situation to situation. Well, when we come back, exactly how does this intensive outpatient program help? What are the activities that are involved? And does this involve baby too? That's a very important piece. We'll have more on that coming up next. Welcome back again to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams, and we're talking about a unique mother-baby intensive program for moms dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety. My guest again, Amanda Monticello, a behavioral health clinician with AHN Behavioral Health. So how does this intensive outpatient program that we haven't really delved into quite yet, um, what is this about, and how does it help a mother struggling with some of these challenges? Sure. This is, um, it is called an intensive outpatient program for a reason. It is uh, three days a week for three hours at a time. So mom is getting a lot of therapy in those nine hours a week. Um, this does include bringing baby. So 
in the, we call it IOP for short, the Intensive Outpatient Program. So in IOP, mom and baby come, and mom learns a bunch of different skills to help manage her symptomology. We work on um, skills to manage depression, skills to manage anxiety and panic, um, skills to manage interpersonal um, relationships and how we communicate. But we also bring in outside programming. Um, we have a internal mental health infant mental health specialist in Pittsburgh who will pop in and I will be taking this role in our program as well up in Erie where we talk about that attachment. How do we build bonds with mom and baby even when mom is struggling you know, with some mood or anxiety disorders. Um, we also talk about how to enhance the social and emotional development of baby. Um, we also bring in early intervention specialists that can answer any questions for the moms if they're concerned about physical development. Um, so they get a lot of just different skills and information quickly for them. Um, we also have, they have the support of an individual therapist during the week when they're in the IOP program as well as a medication provider um, that specializes in this particular population. Um, and then with that, they have the support of other moms. I think it's huge that they know they're not alone in this. You know, this is not a topic that's been often discussed and um, it's, I think, really relieving for these moms that they're not alone. So this seems so obvious to me as you talk about it, the idea of bringing the baby with you. I think in the past it would probably be mom has a problem, let's meet with mom. Um, so is that just a revolutionary idea and how is that bearing fruit? Revolutionary, I'm not sure, but I definitely think it is very effective. Um, they also, you know, they get the they get the normalcy of trying to manage a new baby while doing other things, you know, and, and that it's okay. And they also get the kind of the guidance, you know, if baby's fussing, we can help you. How do, how do we address this? How do we keep you kind of regulated so you can help with baby? So they also get kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching in the moment when things are going on, um, which helps build their confidence to take those skills out of the IOP setting and home which I think is going to make a big difference. So what kind of activities are going on there? You're saying sort of normal activities. And is this a group thing with new moms together, or is this the counseling group with working with one mom and baby mm -hmm. at a time? So the intensive outpatient program is a group setting. We have typically 10 moms that would be participating at a time. Um, we do offer the individual therapy for moms, um, which mom can also bring baby to if she chooses to. And that, um, you know, that again works on the same type of mood and anxiety disorders and at different severity levels. We have some moms that can't swing the IOP schedule for whatever reason, so they can meet with us even twice a week if needed. Um, so what are the successes that you're seeing already? As you mentioned, I mean, it is a big commitment of, of time. Mm -hmm. Is it working? Absolutely, absolutely. I, um, in all of my clinical experience over the past 13 years, I have been very impressed with the outcomes with the uh, intensive outpatient program. We use assessments every week to make sure symptomology is reducing and you see it and you see it quickly. So you talked about medication and medication management. Do most of these moms need some kind of medication support or is that only in extreme cases? I mean, do you try to help them through this without that? And if they're nursing, is that an issue and so on? We tend to leave that to patient choice. We always educate that um, there is that option for medication and our doctors do a nice job talking about you know, the safety of the medications while pregnant, um, postpartum if you're breastfeeding, you know, so the moms can weigh um, the reward versus the risk. We do have a lot of moms that are supplementing their therapy with medication and very successful with it. So are there situations that this intensive can help other than postpartum? We have, um, 
for the intensive outpatient program, we actually have had some women come in that were struggling with infertility because they can s learn skills as well on managing the anxiety and the depression that can often come with that, as well as the relationship strains that can come with that. Um, and when we look at the whole women's behavioral health clinic, we do address um, more of a broader range of women's issues. So in the clinic itself, you know, when we're doing the one-on-one -on -one therapy, we work with um, women of all ages that are experiencing um, mood or anxiety disorder secondary to hormonal changes. So this can include premenstrual teens all the way through menopause. Um, and we also work through um, women with infertility issues and loss, infant loss, but also birth trauma. Women who've experienced a traumatic birth, we can treat as well. Um, myself and the other clinician there are certified trauma clinicians. What about women who adopt a baby? Can they, they go through some of these same kinds of things even though they're not postpartum? They are, they have become a mom sort of overnight. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because there are going to be shifts in their physiology and, and things like that. And again, it's a huge role change and it's a huge life change. So you will see, you know, the possibility of some symptomology coming. We would absolutely work with them. And so is this in a clinic setting right now? It is. We are located on the second floor in the Hardner building, so right close to St. Vincent's Emergency Room. Um, we have our nice offices. So we have the two, myself, the other clinician, um, our nurse practitioner who is our med provider, and our registered nurse right now. So have you seen like a case where there's a dramatic turnaround where clearly mom and baby are not bonding when they come in and then you just see that, that change? And, and how long does it take before you see this uh, making a difference? Sure, again, I think um, it, it's case by case and there's a lot of different um, pieces that play into that. But yes, we have seen, I would say on several occasions, whether it's in the one-on-one -on -one clinical setting or in the outpatient, the intensive outpatient program, we are seeing relationships improve and that's actually something we assess for. We have a bonding assessment we use beginning middle and end to watch the improvements. And we're seeing it, we're seeing, we're seeing the bonding happening and it's beautiful. Well, the question is next, how has COVID-19 affected new mothers? I understand this program really developed during that time. Uh, where is the program? You mentioned that already, but how can you get an appointment? We'll talk about that when we come back, stay with us. Lisa Adams, welcome back. It has been all about a special mother-baby intensive program for moms dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety today. My guest again, Amanda Monticello, a behavioral health clinician with AHN Behavioral Health. So how did COVID-19 affect, uh, impact new mothers? I understand this program really developed during that time. Mm -hmm. So was, was isolation a big issue? Yeah, absolutely. Being separated from our support systems as a new mom is extremely difficult and a risk factor for the increase in the postpartum symptomology we're seeing. Um, so it has, it has definitely, I think, increased the vulnerability of these moms for the symptoms to arise um, at a more severe rate. Um, so with us developing through COVID, we really operated mostly on a hybrid telemedicine system. Um, and our moms loved it. It's very convenient for a new mom to not have to pack the baby up and go in the car. <laughs> um, but with COVID kind of settling down a little bit, we are doing also in-person work as well. So we still offer both. So was that a different kind of sadness, a sadness that they couldn't share baby with uh, grandmothers and aunties, or was it 
a sort of a physical issue, like if you did have those support systems, you could rest, you could take a nap, you can have somebody else come over or watch yeah. the baby for a while? Both. I would say all of the above. You know, not having, not having the emotional support, not having, you know, the experience of sharing your new bundle of joy, um, but also not having the support to have time to rest, time to take a shower, time to eat, you know, kind of a thing. So you mentioned that the program is in the Hardner building on the campus of St. AHN St. Vincent. How does somebody go about getting an appointment? Do they have to have a pediatrician or an OBGYN that is in the AHN network? Not at all. It's super easy um, to get an appointment. You would just call our uh, front desk number, which is on the screen. Um, they'll ask a couple of questions, make sure we're the right fit for you. And if we are, we can go ahead and get scheduled. So is there a screening process? I mean, if somebody thinks they need this, if they're listening to this program today and think uh, maybe this would help me, but I'm not sure if I'm uh, you know, in that much of a need or not, if I'm having the typical baby blues or it's more. So how can someone get screened and what does that process entail? Sure. Um, so we offer walk-in screening. So if there is ever a woman that's wondering, they can just walk into our clinic, ask to be screened, and we can do um, a couple of different screenings to check for depression, anxiety levels, as well as mood disorders. Um, also, you can ask your um, pediatricians, your OBGYNs, and some PCPs as well can also do the screening. So I understand that you have a wait list uh, for, for a clinic. So, so talk about that and how people would go about getting on a wait list. Sure. So when we're looking at the intensive outpatient program, that's where we have the wait list. Um, again, you could just call the front desk at that point. If you're interested in the, the intensive outpatient program, they would refer you to myself or the other clinician. We would screen to see you know, the severity of needs and put you on the wait list, but we are, um, we have openings, so it's not really much of a wait list. <laughs> so we are ready to accept patients. So is anybody else in the region doing anything like this, or is this really pretty novel? Sure, I think the, um, the amount of services that we're offering in one clinic is pretty novel. We do have wonderful private providers in the area that do specialize in the perinatal um, population as well, and they work on the um, private practice, um, kind of realm of things, but they're also, um, there's groups in the community that do like peer-led mom-to-mom kind of support groups. Um, so less clinical, but more mom support, which is wonderful. Well, again, if you have an interest in this, you can just call the AHN Behavioral Health number and you can get yourself set up for a screening. Uh, for a mom, there's the number, 452-6558. Uh, for a mom who gets involved in the program, is it a, a, a year-long commitment or you can tell if somebody has made enough progress that they don't really need, need it anymore? Yeah, it is absolutely, again, case by case. Um, so we, we just kind of track what's going on each time we see the mom. We review symptomology, severity, and when us as a team kind of feel like she's ready to go on her own, she, she goes on her own. <laughs> Well, again, with Mother's Day coming up, we thought it was appropriate to talk about this. Yeah. And uh, best wishes with the program. Again, give them a call if anything we've talked about seems to be applying to you and you think that maybe you could be helped with a special program. Thanks again for being here, Amanda. Yes. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us. As always, if you have an idea for us to explore, just email me at Adams at Erie News Now and join us again next time for The Insider.